0: Hi there, and welcome to the Love or Leave the Law podcast with your hosts, Adam Ouellette and Casey Berman. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Love or Leave the Law podcast. I'm joined with Casey Berman, my co-host. My name is Adam Ouellette, and we are on the second half. There may be three halves. We don't ever know. We both like to teach and talk, and so... Uh, We are a little long-winded, but I think that the topics at hand are so important for you to hear and understand and and integrate. But we are on the second half of signs you may be on the way out of the law or signs that there's something wrong with what's happening. There's a problem. There's an issue. We're on uh, part two of that. And we are in a long weekend. Casey is in his mother-in-law's office, so some of the accoutrement is not his. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just wanted to point that
1: out to everybody. Thank you, Adam. Yeah. Usually if you're watching the video, usually I, I take this from my home office in San Francisco, but we're up in Sonoma County and uh, I'm in my mother in law's. So don't be distracted by uh what's behind me. So we're fine.
0: And we're it doesn't matter what's behind you. It's about the content. I'm just I like to have a little bit of fun and Give me, me a hard know. time. So so let's talk a little bit about we talked in the first episode of this, uh, sub part, uh, about boredom and being depressed. And we really hit home on those. And if you guys have <laughs> some questions for either of us, shoot us an email, uh, contact at love or leave If you have some questions about what we've talked about on any of the podcasts, but yeah. today we're going to talk about really like a lack of enthusiasm for getting up in the morning and you don't want to go to work. Uh, you don't, really like where your life is at. You don't, you can't stand what you're doing and you may not be good at it. Casey, let's talk about that in this next section. Give us some insights into the problems that people would have if they feel or think that those things are happening in their world.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, um, please guys check out the last podcast we did around, uh, two elements, boredom and, uh, depression. As Adam said, really important and a nice compliment to what we're gonna talk about today. Um, but you know, when one, a, a, a third sign uh, that we should keep in mind kind of as a signal, which Adam, I know you brought up that term last week, uh, the last podcast, but kind of a signal is this idea that, um, you know, not only can you not stand what you're doing or you don't wanna to go to work, but really what I feel is, is this real definitive signal is that you just don't feel you're good at it, right? And another word that people use through uh, leave law behind is the F word, which is fraud, right? Uh, people feel that they are a fraud. Uh, I know many people out there uh, feel this way, are nodding their heads right now. I see it all the time. Uh, we don't want to admit it. Um, but, and, and this is something that sort of permeates all industries, but particularly in the law because. We're supposed to know everything right then and there. Yeah, our clients know we go do research and so on, but we have this fiduciary duty. Clients want things right now, right away. We're supposed to know it all, whether it's the the latest in the law, whether it's a negotiating tactic or so on. And not only are many of us just not able to do it, but oftentimes there's just this unrealistic barrier. So this feeling when you think about that you're a fraud, Um, I hear, you know, from a a litigation, six year litigation associate that I was working with, he said, I, you know, I don't want to tell everyone that I, I don't know everything. I don't. And I said, well, of course you don't need to know everything. People, there's a a junior associate who walks into meeting rooms and saying, I am just so afraid that someone in this meeting in this conference room with a client or partners is going to kind of call on me and ask my opinion on something. And they're all going to they're all going to find out. I don't know what I'm talking about. I mean, these are real life things that I hear. And I know there's probably for a lot of us we've had you know similar situations where we're we're sweating under our our blazer or we're just really nervous that we're going to be called out. And on the one hand, um, that is something that's just completely unrealistic because it it's it we're being held to a standard in the law that you just can't know everything all the time. And what I want to say is that if you're feeling that way, one, sure, you can up on research and become a better attorney, and there are ways to do that. Um, I think the second point is to realize that if you're still doing really well as an attorney and you're working hard at it and you still feel like a fraud, there's a lot of jobs out there that don't require perfection. There are so many jobs out there where experimentation and and failing and trying things and collaboration is what's expected. And that's actually part of leaving the law. So if you feel like you're a fraud, if you feel like you're really working hard and you can never reach that point where you really feel like you're good at this, that's really an early sign that you might want to consider, one, finding a new area to work within the law where you don't feel that way, or two, exploring – you know what's beyond on the other side when it comes to alternative or non-law jobs.
0: Yeah, I think people feel like frauds when they're lawyers because they're in it for the wrong reasons. This is part of what I hear from people, and the the, the basis of why people feel like frauds is because they don't feel good about themselves in what they're doing because they're <coughs> usually not connected with their life purpose or their unique genius or what yeah. really drives their passion. And so when we talk about the problem of not wanting to go to work or lack of enthusiasm, I think, along those lines, is that you're not using those gifts. The stuff that you're really good at, that you really excel at, the stuff that That's would right. wake you up in the morning and you'd be like, oh my God, I can't wait to get to work and I can't, you don't call it work anymore. Because Casey and I, That's with right. what we're doing with all of this stuff, we don't call it work. We love this stuff. This is why we have a ton of enthusiasm and we can't wait to set these times that we have together to do this podcast and do videos and record online programs because this stuff is our unique genius. And so... When I used to sit in bed in the morning and go, oh, what in the hell am I doing? Now it's different. And so there is such a different energy from the place of I don't want to get up. I want to stay in bed all day. I don't have any enthusiasm to a place where you just can't wait to get the day started. That, That's right. My friends is the reason to be in a career that you love.
1: Casey. and Adam, let me, No, let me add to that because. There's so many other examples of that. Gabe Rothman, someone I worked with, helped leave the law. Uh, he's I don't want to bring him on to our podcast. Um, he and I have become very good friends. You know, he was in construction litigation about four years ago and just felt like a fraud, was doing it for the money and just was, you know, what am I doing? He went back twice, he left, and then he went back again because he did contract work and then went back and then finally left again. And he is in a system architecture, he's a tech guy now. He does process analysis um, for a major mobile uh, technology company here in San Francisco and went from construction litigation. Really guys, this is what happened real life. Construction litigation to technology system architecture supporting salespeople in all of their back end systems, salesforce.com and so on and so on. Phenomenal story, great guy. Um, he and I are, are so close. He's just a perfect example of being able to find your transferable skills, your unique genius and leave the law. And He's not doing something like a podcast or a podcast. he is actually waking up in the morning going to support these systems he's coding he's writing uh you know all of these new uh, systems and APIs and stuff he loves his job yeah he gets frustrated and works late and has people yelling at him and so on cuz such and such didn't work but he loves it it's not work to him and he's just his career has just progressed and one of the main reasons why is cuz he loves systems he loves process he loves analyzing this he loves well if you do this what's contingent upon that and kind of building these 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 charts that lead to it he's very technical and as a construction litigator that wasn't really required he's smart he could he writes well he's very interpersonal but so he found a job a real life job that pays very good money that was connected to to his unique genius and so it's a perfect example Of someone who has not just a podcast or a blog like we are, but actually goes to a high-rise building in downtown San Francisco and loves his job because, like you said, it's in alignment with who he is. Well, I'm really excited to speak with him and interview him with
0: you to talk about how his life has changed because I can feel from you the enthusiasm he has for his life now. and. I don't, you know, thinking real quickly about what he was doing and is doing now, there is very few, if any, parts of the law that he could take that expertise and that love of systems and stuff like that and, and integrate it as a lawyer. Maybe that's right. one of you would come up with something. But he is loving his life now. And that is, for me, I don't want to live my life unless I love doing what I'm doing. It's not worth it to me. Uh, and A lot of people sacrifice many years of their life and live a lie. That's what being a fraud is, really, to me. Being a fraud is living a lie. Knowing that there's something else that you probably would love. Maybe not knowing what it is, but knowing in your heart of hearts, in your intuition, that there is something out there better. And this is what Casey does, is help people to figure that stuff out or move towards that stuff, because sometimes you can't figure it out right away. But when you live a lie, it doesn't feel good. That's why we started by talking about boredom and depression, because living a lie feels like shit. It does. It doesn't feel good. You don't want to get out of bed. You don't have enthusiasm for life. You probably aren't very good at what you're doing either, because there's no enthusiasm there. And uh, I don't know what the... ethos is a greek word for enthusiasm and it really is about uh in th- being enthusiastic and i don't know what the the actual term is from it but when i looked it up years ago i think i I've, I've written about it somewhere it's interesting look up ethos it's um it's a part of it's a greek word for enthusiasm and we will talk more about this word because enthusiasm is the spice of life and when you have enthusiasm for your career for your hobbies for your with your children with your spouse that makes a big difference in life and so yeah what are uh, some other people that you've worked with Casey where they had this revelation and and then when they left you can tell us another story about uh people finding this love of life and finding a career that they can love is there anybody else that resonates with you at this point Oh
1: Other yeah, you I mean, and I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there, I mean, there, there Indeed. are a ton of people that I've worked with. Like, I'm, I'm really just so happy about what the process we have at LeaveLawBehind.com of, of helping people, you know, move on and leave the law, um, and and really find jobs that are in alignment. I mean, the, the, the 44 year old mother of three who was a state, uh, lawyer doing long ten month trials, and we were able to see how. Her skills were transferable. I mean, running a ten-month trial is herding cats and steps and a lot of logistics oh, yeah. to become a uh, di- uh, operations and logistics manager at a tech company, moving uh, that sold uh, things online, moving things from point A to point B to point C, and sort of being the adult in the room with a young executive staff. There's there's the the big law attorney who who loves to write and was just so personable and was beaten down by you know just just law firm and partners who just weren't. Um, as positive as he was and just so didn't like that environment and also just loved to write and was really an editor it, at the heart of it and moved to a nonprofit that writes about uh, legal issues in this certain space and um, loves what he's doing, uh, managing a team, motivating people and, um, and, and writing and editing and creating and collaborating. Uh, there are people who just were sick of litigation and now they're legal recruiters they bring in lawyers to work at non-law, at big Fortune 500 companies, but they, they, they're they a matchmaker, they're a collaborator, they understand lawyers that other recruiters don't, yeah, but they understand yeah. the business to fill the in-house counsel office. So I could go on, but there's all these stories of lawyers who go, you know, I'm good at A, B, and C, I feel like a fraud doing X, Y, Z as a lawyer, and and finding what those those transferable skills are. And I know we want to move on to the next topic, so I'll I just want to talk about being a fraud and kind of end it by saying that there's a balance between realizing what you're you're bad at and also kind of pushing your comfort zone. And so there are times where you're going to say, I don't know what I'm doing. This is, right? Like, oh no, fake it till you make it type thing. But when you've done a lot of this other work around finding jobs that align with your unique genius, being around people who support you, really understanding what you're good at and what you like to do. Those are all strengths and real supportive pillars. So when you are in another job, whether it's out of the law or in the law, where you are pushing your comfort zone or feeling like a fraud, you've got all of this working for you. You're doing something that your skills align with. You're around people that support you. And so what you do is you have a confidence to push your comfort zone. And what could have been, oh, I'm a fraud, I should leave, really becomes, I don't know what I'm doing, but I can handle it. I can get it. I've got the toolkit with me and with others where I can I can find a solution and that's really the difference by saying you know don't be a fraud we're not saying don't push your comfort zone what we're saying is that that's a component of this whole project of building this kind of this toolkit of your skill set people around you being mindful and when you have that all together then in a job you can really grow exponentially and, and do anything
0: yeah and, and the wake-up call I've got for everybody. Is that there is going to be uncertainty in your life, and that's one of the topics we're going to talk about next. But when you look at leaving the law or going into another area or even becoming a lawyer, you had to learn. You had to yeah. figure out what skills it took. What did you need to? What do you need to know? Uh, you need to know a lot of stuff. And so when I looked at writing a book, I, I Hadn't done a lot of writing. Now, Casey, you love writing. I don't particularly like writing. I'd rather be in front of a video camera or in front of an audience teaching people stuff because that's what I did towards the end of my legal career. I would go and teach, and this is what I love. But when I thought about writing a book, and I said, you know, a book is a great way to get information to people wherever they are. They, and now with uh, Kindles and, and iPads and all this stuff, you can read without having a paper book, right? And I said to myself, How the hell am I going to write a book? Well, I created the intention, and it all flowed from that. And I dealt with the uncertainty, and I dealt with the fear around, well, am I a good writer or not a good writer? Well, yeah. But there's editors. There's people to help. There's people to help you with anything that you need to know. There is online classes right now that can help you to figure out how to do anything you want in life. YouTube is a tremendous resource for anybody there are so many training videos on YouTube that are free, that we do, for God's sakes. So when you look at leaving the law, staying in the law, figuring out more about doing anything in the law, there is going to be uncertainty. So let's move into that uncertainty. I mean, there there is a life lesson here of we want everything certain in our lives, don't we, Casey? We don't want the yeah. risk. You talk about mitigating risk and and we want everything lined up so perfectly and if it steps outside of if things step outside those boundaries that we think they should be then we feel uncomfortable so when you t- when we talk about the topic of uncertainty about our future in the law or our uncertainty in life in general we feel like we don't have a sense of direction We feel maybe like lost in the shuffle where we don't have the purpose that we felt like we had maybe when we went to law school, like we had a purpose for going to law school. And that purpose was maybe to help people to be take our argument skills to make whatever the purpose is. A lot of people went to law school just because they thought they could make a good living. But tell us more about your thoughts on the uncertainty part of being about the uncertainty in your future and your life right. and staying in the law, leaving the law or any of those.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So when you start feeling uncertain about where you're going in your life or whether, you know, uh, how you're going to be as an attorney, you know, you can, you can view that in, in many ways. I really look at that as another signal that uh, there's something going on that this might not be the best for you or that you're considering other things. It can lead people to be, to stress out. We want that certainty and you can either you know, stay within the law and, and find a way um, to, to reduce that uncertainty, to kind of click back and re-engage with that purpose that you had, or you can realize that this is a signal that you should be doing something else and uh, and going to explore it. I know when I was, uh, God, when I was just had graduated or maybe in law school, no, I just had graduated, and um, I was talking with someone who was a non-lawyer and telling her my plan. Well, this was my plan. I was going to go to the public defender's office here in in the Bay Area. I was going to get my trial experience, but I didn't want to be a criminal lawyer for long. Then I was going to go into uh, civil litigation, business litigation, and get into transactional uh, – get into business litigation and then move to transactional litigation. I mean I had the next – I was 26 years old, and I had the, the next 30 years planned out. Um, and I was talking with her, and she – sort of laid out, was making these, write something down on a napkin. We were at lunch and laid this out and I said, what? And she she said how I had this outline to my life and was kind of making fun of me um, that I had everything planned out. And she was more of an artist, creative type and was like, what are you doing? And I poo-pooed her, you know. Well, then I, I failed the bar. <laughs> I failed the California bar the first time. And that just set my whole life in a totally different trajectory. Uh, I I met a friend from Israel in 2000. He introduced me to the tech world. I went in house and just, you know, my whole plan, my whole plan changed. And so I think when you're I had this real sense of certainty about where my career in the law was going to go. And I think the powers that be in the universe said, you know, you you need to do something else. And it became so drastic for me that I had to fill the bar and get hit over the head to where I had to to look elsewhere. But I think if you're feeling and I had a lot of uncertainty at that point, I mean, you fill the bar and technology and what's going on. and, And I had a lot of uncertainty about where I was going to go in my career, legal, legal or otherwise. So whether you get hit over the head and feel the bar and that leads you to do it or whether you're just feeling that uncertainty now that's kind of internally generated, you know, my thoughts are it's a sign and it's a sign that you can now really start planning your life. It's a blank slate, a tabula rasa, right? Like you can feel this stress and and about the unknown or you can kind of accept it as this blank slate that you can start planning on. And, you know, one thing that I, I would say is It really comes down to how you accept the unknown. And we as attorneys want to avoid risk. Personally, many of us are OCD about it. We've got our life organized in many ways, or we've got our professional career. We're taught that way to to avoid risk and to avoid uncertainty. And what I say is, why don't we flip that? Why don't we celebrate uncertainty? Why don't we welcome uncertainty? I mean, why don't we look at it as, okay, I can I can I'm handling what's right in front of me. I know what I can get do, what I can get done. There's a a famous quote that I love, uh, E.L. Doctorow, I think he was a a writer, and he said, you know, I'm going to butcher it, but essentially was, life is like driving a car at night. You can only see so far as your headlights, but you know you're going to get home. And you know you're going to find your way on that road even though you can't see it. And, and I, I use that a lot when I talk to people about that uncertainty. So my take is if you're feeling uncertainty in your career as, as a lawyer, use that as a signal that, um, that this is a shift that you should make and, uh, and also to celebrate it because you may only see a few steps ahead of you, but but that's okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, I live out in the country in North Carolina and the mountains, and um, you can't see very far. I mean, when I go to, to pull out of uh, onto the main, main road, there really aren't a lot of main roads. I used to live in Fort Lauderdale, and everything's a main road, but it's so dark outside, you can't see very far, and without the bright lights on, who knows if there's a deer up there or not, but when you look at this idea of uncertainty, which driving on the roads around here gives me every single time at night, I, it's crazy, but... Yeah. Cer- you know so let's look at certainty and we're going to we're going to end this episode soon and we've got two more topics to talk on uh number 3 of this but when and I learned this from Tony Robbins years ago when I was in my late uh I think maybe 19 my my mother sent me the tapes back then 45 and then tapes you're dating yourself Adam you're dating tapes, you're tapes. yes it's scary to think of tapes I a lot of kids today they don't even know what a tape is i i saw this recording of these kids, like kids your your kids' age, Casey, being handed a Walkman of a tape. Yeah. <laughs> and they're looking at it like, what in the hell is this? They had no idea what it what it was. And a That's lot funny. of kids don't even know what CDs are or DVDs yeah. anymore because of streaming. But yeah. but he talks about certainty and uncertainty and it it's an interesting idea to think yeah. about, yeah. to contemplate on. And When you understand that there is nothing in life that's certain, life is totally uncertain. We do our best to pigeonhole our lives to be as certain as possible, but life is all about uncertainty. Now, there's people that jump out of perfectly good airplanes. There's people that climb mountains. There's people that love adrenaline and uncertainty, and there's people that don't. And as lawyers, most of us want as much certainty as we can get, right? I mean, this is why we're talking about feeling uncertain. But the thing is that it is another stop sign. Wait a minute. Do I need to talk to someone? Do I need a coach? Do I need to discuss with them this uncertainty that I feel because it is another type of a signal that we have to look at in life, no matter whether we're in a relationship and it doesn't feel very good and we're uncertain about where it's going. That to me always says that change is coming somehow. You need to yeah. you need to do something differently. You need to have an open conversation. You need to have an open conversation with yourself or go to someone that can help open you up to what could be. But for me, I have tried in my life to have as little uncertainty as I can, but it doesn't work that well. It, it doesn't. And so no. in the end, end of this episode and the, in the, one of the last thoughts here, and we'll have Casey chime in if he's got anything else to say, which we usually both have a lot to say. Um, you know, I, I had gotten my life to a place where I was certain and and it's exactly what Casey said. And I feel sorry for people that take the California bar, by the way, because I know a lot of people that have failed the California bar. And I was lucky enough to pass Florida bar uh, the first time. But it's a that to me, not passing the bar because of the way we have things set up will shift your life, will change you and You have no choice but to look at the uncertainty of not being able to take the bar for however many more months and stuff. So I think everything happens for a reason. And clearly, Casey, your life has progressed exactly how it needed to. But certainty is a myth. Let's just leave it at that. Certainty is a myth. There is no such thing. Uh, last year, I'm plugging along, I it's towards the end of the year, and I think everything is exactly how I want it, and my dad dies. It's like right out of the blue, he dies. And it's like things happen when they need to, how they need to, and we just need to be open to accepting and being okay with whatever is. And this is one of the things I talk about in some of the Insight episodes that we record And I recorded five of these for you. And a lot of these are already going to be on there as this episode comes out. But one of the things I talk about is stress and fear and uncertainty come from not being okay with what is. And this is a profound, deep lesson that we will discuss many more times because it's something that humanity and humans need to be more aware of. And that is when you have stress, you're fighting against what is. And uncertainty right. is you fighting against what is, but it is a signal. It is a sign that there is something to uncover, to let go of, to shift, to change. And, and I love the fact that we have really delved deeply into this topic because it is one that most human beings live with a sense of unease and a sense of despair, A lot of attorneys are, this is why people drink, right? We talked about this in the last episode, because they are trying to shut off what is happening. They don't want to think about it. They want to act on it. And they they push against, they push against. And so we're going to end this episode on the idea that the more you can get neutral to what is, I'm not even talking about being positive to some stuff that happens in life, but move yourself from being negative and feeling shitty about it and feeling awful about it to step by step, Whatever is, is, and needs to be is for a reason, for a reason. Uh, Anything you want to add to that, Casey, we'll end this episode and we'll, we have a couple more topics to talk on, on this topic of signs. Tell us. Yeah, I
1: I hope everyone, uh, you know, this idea around uh, battling being a fraud and and this idea of uncertainty, uh, it's more of being comfortable with them and not trying to fight it. Uh, getting a bit Zen and and not having to have control over it. Uh, I think there's once you realize that there is uncertainty, you turn a negative into not necessarily even a positive into something neutral that, that that matters less and less. So um, again, always reach out to us, email us with questions Uh, more than happy to dive deeper with anyone on these, but uh, you know, really hope these two points are helpful and, and we've got two more points around stress and around money uh, that I'm very excited to talk about coming up in the next episode.
0: Yeah, guys, we'll see you in another week. Thanks again, and we'll talk soon.
1: Thanks, everyone.